Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right, guys, another horns up pod this week. We got Kansas It's a game. It's a big game that we need to win. We are a 30 point favorite, but in the past, that hasn't mattered. And today we have an amazing guest. We have Chris Harris, Jr., four time Pro Bowler, Super Bowl champ. You know what the craziest thing that we were looking up and we realized 2010 all decade team, dude. Wild. I mean, look, hey, we love football. I knew you were a baller. But when I saw that, I was like, dang, man, this guy's on fire. Member of the Chargers right now. Uh, and again, obviously a former Jayhawk, um, big game, Chris, obviously all the underdogs, but you're used to being the underdog in life. Uh, you were an undrafted guy. And now, like we said, pro bowler, 2010 deck, all decade team, Super Bowl champ. How do you, how would you approach this game as an underdog? And what message would you send to your team when you go play a team like Texas, who obviously were four and five, we couldn't close Mm -hmm. a game to save our lives. And by all intents and purposes, we're kind of pathetic this season. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Okay, thank you for agreeing. Uh, <laughs> I think, we can, uh, I think um, Texas game is a game I think we'll definitely get up for because uh, I think we upset it, Texas, a couple – how many years ago was that? Yeah, that was, that was a rough one. I think that was like three yeah, or four years ago, right? Yeah. yeah. So that was so, Charlie Strong's year. That was like five years ago. Yeah. So five years ago. So they, they, they understand. They know that it's, it's possible. It can happen. So – our guys are, you know, this is we're in the beginning stage with the new coach, and um, he's doing. He's actually doing a solid job, even though, um, uh, you know, he inherited a team that you with under Charlie Weiss. We pretty much had the death penalty because he pretty much cut all our players like it's the NFL, not understanding that we still have to pay for scholarships. So we're still uh, we're we're at that beginning stage, and uh, I like where we're heading. They're going to play hard. So uh, definitely, uh, Texas definitely be uh, you gotta you gotta come play hard because even though we've lost uh, a lot of games, you know these guys are still putting in a lot of great effort each week. Yeah, you we say it all the time. Texas always has a target on their back, and especially this year with the whole news about us leaving the Big Twelve with OU. Yeah, when you played against Texas, was it was the same, right? There was always a target on our yeah. back. This is the big big week you guys circled, right? Oh yeah, I mean definitely when you play Texas, uh, OU. Uh, at that time, it was A&M. You know, we had A&M, Nebraska. Those are a lot of big games, Mizzou. Uh, but, um, you know, a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of our guys, a lot of guys from Kansas squad are from Texas. So, you know, they, they kind of have a chip on their shoulder because they're from Texas. A lot of those guys might not have an offer from Texas. So when they play against a Texas school, they want to prove that I should have got an offer from Texas. So uh, a lot of those guys in that locker room are from there. So uh, that's what puts that chip on their shoulder. 
Don't take it personally. Jameis, Manziel, we miss all the time. So, Baker. Yeah, it's something we're used to. RG3. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's my era. Yeah, exactly. I I, I came up. I played RG3, I think his junior year. So, I came at the end. I was at the end of when they were getting started. Yeah. I mean, yeah. for you, for was, for being a, a Tulsa guy, was OU yeah. and OK State were those the biggest games for you, or or was yeah. Texas right there with them? Oh, OU O State definitely. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I definitely I didn't get an offer from either one of those schools, so uh, I always had a chip on my shoulder. Definitely going against those guys. For oh sure. man, like and just what are they like? What are they thinking? Well, did you? How yeah. different? Like why? Like why don't you get an offer? Because clearly. I mean, and why aren't you drafted? Honestly, there's so many questions yeah. along those lines. I'm sure you've answered them time and time again. But the real question, the overarching thing is why? Because you go to the NFL and produce, like, what changed within you? Yeah. Or what were people missing along the, along the way? Um, well, I, I came in as starting as a true freshman. And that was the year we went to the Orange Bowl and we won. So I, they kind of already knew that I was talented because there's no way I could start as a true freshman opposite a corner at Keep Tlaib, who was already All-American. You know, so it's, it's just not going to happen like that as a freshman. Uh, so they had to understand from there I was good. But, you know, we started losing a lot. And then we Mangino got fired. I didn't really have that coach that could push me and let let, let the scouts know uh, what type of player I was my senior year. So that's what happened. That's really kind of how I got lost in the shuffle my senior year and going undrafted. But, you know, uh, first five games, after five games, I was starting in the NFL. So. Uh, they kind of understood uh, pretty quick uh, my talent level. I mean, dare I say DBU? I mean, we're talking about Daryl Stuckey. We're talking about yeah. Keith Tlaib and yourself. Oh, yeah, man. We had three Pro Bowls in the Orange Bowl secondary, which people people always sleep like, man, Kansas, they actually won the Orange Bowl. But we actually had legit NFL caliber guys on both sides of the ball, if you go back and look. Oh, yeah. I, said it, I, said, I said in our last show, and look, I have Quan's back. Obviously, our mutual friend, Quan Cosby, who's a co-host of the yeah. show. Um, Chris, you played with him in Denver. I have Quan's back, and we all do like 98 out of 100 times. We yeah. did say, hey, whoa, Kansas, a little DBU action with you and Tlaib, and Quan like scoffed. So that's like your yeah. personal bone you could pick with Quan off air. Just so you know, I'll throw Quan on. Man, we, got a, we, got a, we got a couple of DBs. I wouldn't say DBU yet because just yeah. the way, you know, LSU and uh, Ohio State are rolling them in every year. Even Alabama starting to come up there. Uh, but we're, we're, for, for that, for the Big 12, I mean, we can definitely compute uh, com- com- compete in a uh, DBU for the Big 12 because, you know, only Texas really – OU hadn't sent a lot of DBs, but Texas have sent a lot, especially in my time. You know, I was Earl, uh, Curtis Brown, Chucky, mm. Chucky, Chucky Brown. So those are my guys. My, they all made it. So uh, I think um, we – I think um, Texas and Kansas definitely when it comes to the corners in the Big 12. Man. Yeah, well, you know, like it's – it's, I mean, it's crazy on our part. Like a lot of the times we see this in basketball too. And obviously um, I would love to hear about, because our school is now turning into a basketball score, more of a basketball program. And uh-huh. you obviously Kansas is major basketball. Does that help inform the football team at all? Because an issue we've had, and the point being and how I relate it is mm-hmm. our ability to apply the talent we have on the field has been an issue because we have all these DBs in the NFL and they have been great. Like Deshaun mm-hmm. Elliott, I mean, Deshaun Elliott out for the year, but he was starting for the Ravens, six round pick. Yeah. You know, in the NBA, we have a bunch of bigs who are great. But we just can't translate that. Um, so it's obviously been an issue, unfortunately, for us. But to the point of basketball, did having a good basketball team kind of fuel you guys as well? Like, what was the relationship there in Kansas? Yeah. 
Oh man, it was great, man. Uh, just coming in, you felt like you were welcomed by by those basketball guys too. For me, you know, uh, that's how they treated me. You know, uh, Darnell Jackson, um, you know, Mario Chalmers. Those are my guys still to these days. You know, Sharon Collins. So uh, I came in and actually built a great relationship with those guys, and uh, that did fuel us. We wanted to be just as good as them, and you know, and uh, we had the school rocking during the football season. And then once uh, basketball season, they had it rocking. And uh, that year to be a winner, Orange Bowl and a national championship, I think we fed off each other. You know, they kind of understood like, hey, we did this in football. So now they know they got to top that. So yeah. I think we kind of fueled each other that year. We're kind of seeing it too in pro sports. I mean, you see like, you know, Tampa Bay wins the Super Bowl, then the Lightning win the NHL. And yeah. then, you know, the, the Braves go off and, and win uh, the, the World Series. And they got Georgia being hot right now. So it's kind of fueling the teams around. So, like, what's that like, you know, in the NFL, you know, when you got yeah. the Dodgers right now, they're playing good baseball. You're the Padres. I mean, that's still San Diego fan base that follows the Chargers. You got the Lakers. I mean, you guys yeah. feel that, right, as Chargers? Oh, yeah, as Chargers. I mean, we're competing with a lot of teams. And, you know, especially the Rams. You know, yeah. now everybody's penciled, penciled the Rams to win the Super Bowl. So we're kind of like over here, like, y'all can't sleep on us either because we're going to make a run too. So uh, that's our attitude. And, uh, and we know that we're kind of like the underdog here in L.A. that, uh, that can, that can uh, kind of surprise everybody. So we're taking on that role. We're cool with it being under, under the radar. Of course. But, uh, they got to respect us definitely every week for sure. Yeah, I, I'm a true San Diego a charger fan like since i was born and it, it did hurt me a little bit when they left but i live in la now so i support you guys but what has yeah. changed this year i feel like the narrative is so different than it has been in years past where the chargers lose close games or you know they fall apart in the fourth quarter what's so different about this year that is making this team turn the page yeah oh uh, man we feel like we can win every game we, we feel if we go out there and play our game and play the level uh, that at our standard on offense and defense, we feel like nobody can beat us. And uh, uh, we've had a couple games where we was able to put them all together and play at a high level. And uh, and um, that's how we got out fast. And uh, we need to now it's time to get that streak. I always say uh, the real football starts in November, December. So it's time for us to get hot and get rolling, especially uh, these next four games that we have. Mm-hmm. That is one thing the Chargers always had uh, in the 2000s, like Flip Rivers. The minute it hit, yeah. de- it hit December. Oh, Mr. December. Always. The guy was like lights out. I mean, you play, you weren't on yeah. the team. You were against him in Denver. Yeah. And y'all had yeah. to roll out there. What's it? I mean, you were with Peyton, who yeah. I'll say, and look, I'm a Boston dude, like obviously love Tom my whole life. But I think as far as like mm. skill set goes, I think Peyton's the best I've ever seen. The ability to throw a ball, read a defense, um, yeah. be a pure quarterback. What do you see in Herbert after having played with Peyton? Yeah. Uh, Herbert and Herbert, Peyton, and Tom, is they, they can throw it anywhere on the field. And, you, you know, they have that great touch that you can put it in there. You know, Peyton, Peyton I've, I haven't seen touch like Peyton. You know, he can just drop it in, in a basket. You know, I haven't seen in like the touch that he has. Uh, but the thing that, um, that really separated Peyton was he ran the show 24-7 on the – on the field, you know, checking audibles or even calling the plays. You know, uh, Brady, he did it a little bit, but they really had a system with Josh McDaniels and with Brady and them what they do, you know, and they carried on to that system. But Peyton was a true, like, I'm calling the plays, I'm doing the checks, I'm doing the protections, 
Like he really controlled the offense. And uh, that's what, that's the growth that I want to see from Herbert. As you know, as he's in his second year, he's definitely uh, improving. He's getting better at, at that. Um, you know, talent. I mean, he can throw the ball anywhere. You know, yeah. it's out of this world. But to the Peyton Manning's level, you know, that that's what he was doing, you know, being able to just run the complete show and uh, know everything that the defense is in, know every look. You can't confuse them. So um, that's that's just the next level uh, to get to Peyton's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you? You go against Mahomes all the time. Oh, yeah. You Mahomes love is definitely you, the most athletic. Yeah. yeah. Best thrower. Oh, yeah. I mean, throwing on the run. Uh, you know, Mahomes is probably the best talented, you know, most talented thrower that I face. Yeah, but a guy like you yeah. though, who's so accomplished, do you do you just relish that? I mean, I'm sure like we're yeah. sitting there, you know, kind of like you know on the couch or in the stands or in the you know just reporting, like okay, they're going against Mahomes. The defense must be like dreading it, but that's like I feel like not the correct mindset. I feel like you guys are like yeah. licking your chops, like give me a shot at this guy. Is, is that more in the correct wheelhouse? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's our mentality, you know, uh, the attack mode. Try to get to them as much as we can. And we, we not understand the challenge, but you hey, you can't go in the game with fear. You have to respect respect the man, your opponent, and then, you know, you got to bring it to him. you know. You can't – just like we just watched the Canelo fight last week. He had to respect plan. Oh, yeah. But, you know, at the end of the day, he had to finish the job. So um, yeah. Did you hear that on Instagram? Did you hear them talking on Instagram? Like they're like, "Oh yeah, I really respect you. You're a good fighter." And yeah. was like, "Yeah, you're a good fighter too." I was like, "This is so weird. So like, weird. It's so weird." But yeah, it's like, I that makes sense. Expect that, but do they say uh, that a lot? The receivers ever say that to you? Oh, this is a pretty good matchup, huh? I respect you. They'll be like, "Oh, you got me this play." Okay, <laughs> you know what I mean, something like that. But uh, you know, that's a boxing match. That's like you're. You're you're trying to kill each other right then, so yeah, definitely surprised to hear them say talking yeah. friendly in there. Well, I mean, you know that DBs and wide receivers go at it all the time. What do you make of the taunting yeah. calls that are happening right now in the NFL? Yeah, man, it's just making it you know making it hard on players. You know, a lot of times we just play with so much emotion and got that fire inside. You know, you do uh, talk trash to other opponents sometimes, and that's part, that's part of the, of the NFL. game. Part of the yeah, game. That's part of the game. We know if we get caught on, then receivers gonna act a fool in front of us. Do might dance, you know, toward the ball, and that's what's gonna happen. And if we make a play, they know we're gonna celebrate, talk best to them. So it's kind of like it, it's the NFL. So now, uh, just making it, making sure that you got to really celebrate with your team, or you can't really celebrate in the direction of their team. You know, you got to always. It's kind of like training yourself to not get a taunting foul. You know. Uh, yeah. And it, performers, like entertainers, like it's hard to like tone down entertainers, you know, uh, performers. And um, they're kind of like making us really toned down on that showcase, you know. It's well, just, you got, it's just, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, you, you have to stop an incredible athlete as a wide receiver in front of you. And then you have to make sure that you don't get a DPI or a holding, which is also really yeah. hard in today's game. And then by the time you do finally stop him, break up the past, then you can't celebrate it. Like it's like this, yeah. this compounding series of events that we, 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 we talk about all the time. It's just, we're, we're pretty frustrated with the way the games are being officiated. So yeah. I can only imagine what it's like to play. And we also all in agreement that DB is the hardest position to play in all of sports. I really oh, yeah. think yeah. I really yeah. believe it. I truly believe that. Yeah. That and quarterback, we got to still give respect to the quarterback, even though I would say it's went down because now they don't have to get hit anymore. So they're protected. They have a big protection on them. But 
I would say like the real era when they, those guys were really taking shots. Dion. You know, Elway. Yeah, you know, Elway era, Brad Favre era. That was when it was legit the hardest position on the field. So de- definitely DB. I would put DB up there and quarterback for sure. Mm-hmm. Offensive line now, tackle. Now, that that's pretty tough too because you've got to think about these edge rushers that you have to block now, you know, Miles Garrett. Von yeah, I literally, that's literally who came uh, to my mind. I'm like, what are you going to do against that guy? Yeah. yeah, it's like impossible to try to stop those guys. But uh, I would say that I put those in the top five hard positions. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that apparently kicker nowadays too is is really tough. But that, that nah, uh, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I, I had to. I look. I, I was set up for it. I had to pull it out. Yeah. Uh, a couple more for you, Chris. Um, back to college though. Uh, what were some of your favorite memories at Kansas? We love, I know, yeah. obviously, this is a Texas, it is a Texas overarching show. Um, but we've had a lot of guys in the opposing squads come through, and we love hearing what the experience yeah. is like for you guys at your college and university. I'm, I'm sure you love it. Yeah. Uh, what some, some of your favorite memories there, man? Yeah. Man, Kansas was uh, just a great school, man. It was um, still to this day, I'm still friends with a lot of the players, a lot of teammates. Uh, you know, everybody was friendly and loving. Uh, it, was a, it was a great atmosphere, you know. Uh, I always said, if, if Kansas offer you, I mean, I always tell guys, man, it's going to be the family atmosphere for the rest of your life, you know, still to this day. Uh, have a great connection with those people up there and um, great academics. Um, sports was, you know, we had Mark Mangino, man, so it was like a real job, you know. I always felt like if I could play for Mangino, I can play for any coach uh, still to this day. I haven't had a harder coach than him, you know. So uh, it was a it was a real grind for us when I was there at the time with him. But other than that, man, it was fun. Uh, we got to you know, of course, win a, uh, win an Orange Bowl, um, play with some great guys. So it was fun, man. But uh, man, Gino made us work though. We had to definitely put in a lot of work uh, to achieve everything. Yeah, I mean that's that's. That's what it, that's what it is. That's what we're searching for. You know, we yeah. saw we had a leaked video. I don't know if you saw Coach Bo Davis, our defensive line coach, had a video leaked of him kind of ripping into the players, and we're like, mm. there we go. You know, we like look. You know, yeah. it's obviously it's not easy playing at a major university in front of major fans with the demanding fan base and boosters and all that stuff. But yeah. at a certain point, like you sign up for this, right? And so you mm-hmm. want to be you want to be the best. You got to act like the best and, and you know and do all the off the field stuff and clearly our team hasn't been doing that because we're four and five and blow every fourth quarter game like mm-hmm. why like maybe you could speak to the mentality of like what what star were you out of high school if you were you two three star yeah, i was a two star yeah jj what what two star is there a yeah. difference in mentality i mean from four or five stars is it egregious for us to say that they are so used to taking things lightly because they've had that talent growing up that their yep. work ethic isn't where it's supposed to be. Is that a fair statement? Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's definitely fair. I agree. You know, a lot of times they've been spoon fed a lot, you know, they've been told they're the greatest ever, you know, in high school and they've actually dominated high school, you know, cause a lot of these times these four or five stars are just bigger than everybody mm-hmm. in high school. And then once they get to the college, Nah, you're not bigger than everybody now. So oh, no. uh, let's see if you're a true four or five star. And they don't have that mentality. Sometimes it breaks them, you know, because I've been this star and now I come to college, I'm just a regular guy now. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm supposed to be the same type of player I was in high school. And mentally, some of those guys are not being able to transfer that to college. So uh, I've seen – that's probably what y'all are having an issue of, man. Y'all, oh, yeah. You're going to find the right for – five-star guys that you can develop that aren't that way mentality. So 
Uh, I think that's something that y'all been struggling with. But the guys that I played with in Texas, uh, my era, you know, Arakpo, uh, Sergio Kendall, uh, you know, Earl, they had – those were dogs, you know, so they were different. You know, Shipley was different. So um, those guys were definitely totally different. Quan. Yeah, I mean, yeah, even Quan. Yeah, they're all different compared to, you know, the guys that are there now. You're literally echoing everything Quan says, man. I mean, I wish we had more guys like Quan and you on this year's Texas team, but I'm glad we have yeah. you on this Chargers team. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, last one, Toss. You want to rip it to him? Yeah, we, we, we talked about Kansas memories. We'd love to just hear your favorite sports memory of all time. We always yeah. ask all of our guests that come on the show, yeah. playing in, watching, whatever it is, um, whatever was most impactful yeah. to you. Oh, winning the Super Bowl, man. Super Bowl 50, man. Winning that, uh, that was huge for us. Uh, we had missed. It meant so much to us, especially me and Von, Derek Wolf, because uh, we had missed the first Super Bowl when we played Seattle. So we had like 10 guys on the defense starters that didn't play versus Seattle, but everybody thinks they played the real Broncos, you know. Our oh, offense God, was amazing at that, that time, but our whole defense was out during that Super Bowl. So, it, um, but so that's why we wanted to come back so hard when that Super Bowl 50, man, um, that was a great game versus Cam. So that was one of my favorite games for sure. Yeah, that was, we were, I think we were juniors in college. I remember because we rushed yeah. back from New Orleans was during Mardi Gras. <laughs> that's, a, that's an off the air discussion. We could have another time right in LA when you're in the off season over beers, Chris, on us. But yeah, yeah I, I did. It was just a rumbling deal because Peyton was like, that was it. He was like nine yeah. touchdowns, 17 picks that year. It was pretty much over. I think Oslauer was in and out of the lineup yeah. as well. And then the defense, was that when Vaughn won? He won Super Bowl. Yeah. Pick, correct? Wild. Yes. I think we had, I mean, for this era, we're definitely the number one defense of yeah. this era. That was so, an amazing uh, defense. Yeah. Some, good, ra some good Ravens defenses, though. Some good Ravens defense. And Seattle was Seattle was uh, Legion too, of Boom, yeah. But yeah. they didn't have to face the type of offenses that we had to face to make it to the Super Bowl and to win it. We had to, I mean, even though they beat Peyton in them, uh, they still didn't have to face we faced we had to face the one, two, and three offenses to go uh or the first, second, and the third with Big Ben. Uh they had Le'Veon Bell, A B and them, that offense. And then uh the Patriots playing Gronk and uh, Tom Brady, you know, prime Gronk is still prime Gronk, Edelman, and then having to face uh, Cam Newton, which they was number one offense, and he was the MVP. MVP. He's the MVP, yeah. the 15-1. Yeah, so Super, Superman. Super, Super, yeah. two, two different kinds of hell, A.B. and Gronk, like two different kinds yeah. of smoke just come. That is bad. And they had Martavius Bryant then, too. Oh, yeah. He was, he was a problem. So, it, I mean, we <laughs> felt like we had the hardest – Definitely one of the hardest routes uh, yeah. to get to the Super Bowl. And you guys waxed him that year, too. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Chris, is there a guy in the NFL over your playing days where you think to yourself, he lined up across from you? We talked about the quarterbacks, but mindset of, of being across from top-tier wide receivers where you just say, if I don't bring my 100% here, yeah. I'm going to get beat. Is there one guy that, that was harder than anyone else to cover? Oh, yeah. I mean, Antonio Brown was prime AB was uh, was tough because him and Big Ben had so much great chemistry. You know, I think he kind of I think he kind of uh, take didn't take advantage, you know, you know, when they were fighting and stuff. Uh, I don't think he remembered, man. Big Ben was putting the ball in his chest like beautiful deep balls, you know. Yeah. So they made AB so hard to guard. Uh, I would say after him was a tough matchup. Let me see. 
man, I had great rivals with AJ Green, you mm. know, back in Denver. Uh, we had to see them almost every year, you know, um, him, uh, Tyree Hill, probably one of the top receivers having to play uh, long. Um, let me think of one more. It was pretty tough. Keenan uh, Allen? Oh, yeah, Keenan. Definitely. Having to see Keenan twice a year. Um, Amari Cooper, those guys, when they were – him and Crabtree were great rivals when they was with the Raiders. So, oh, uh, the, those guys those – Yeah, games, then we man. got in the Crabtree rivalry. I knew that was – I <laughs> yeah. knew we were going to sniff the Crabtree. I know that's I know that's your brother, but the, that is all one of the best rivalries in in yeah, football, Loki. Tlaib, Crabtree, Crabtree Sherman. Yeah. Poor Crab. Honestly, I hate to say poor Crabtree because he's a tech guy, but, like, the dude got it every which way he wanted. He seemed like a nice yeah. dude, honestly. It's funny, man. It's funny because – Tlaib and Crabtree are really the same person. Like they're the same, they yeah. act the same way, but Crabtree is a receiver. You know, they're, yeah. that's why and they're clashing with each other. It's just funny because I've hung around both and they're really the same person, but you know, <laughs> one's on offense and one's on defense. Yeah. <laughs> if they ass. sat down, I think they would probably be cool. You know, Boys. Yeah. We got we to gotta get them yeah. on a podcast together. <laughs> get them on Tlaib, dude. Tlaib's got to yeah. do that. Honestly, I, you know, I'll freebie. He's got his own platform. He should totally have Crabtree yeah. on. That'd be epic. You could tell him. everybody would watch that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you could tell, hey, hey, I went on these podcasts with these Texas dudes. Uh, they said this. You don't, you don't even need credit by the time it gets to him. You yeah. could take it. That could be totally your thing. I'll, I'll go to uh, Chris, man. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, you're honestly such a nice dude that will wish Kansas luck. We usually don't wish the opposing team. Oh, luck, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll wish the Jayhawks <laughs> luck in football, not in basketball, because it, yeah. it is our time to shine somewhere in basketball or football. Yeah. Um, but go kick some ass to the Chargers, man. Keep doing what you're doing. It's yeah, great. bolt up, man. Oh, yeah. Enjoy oh, yeah, watching play, Thank brother. y'all, man. Appreciate y'all, bro. Of course, man. Thanks, we'll have it right out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No problem. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.